today really comes from all the networking I've done over those 20 years. Okay. There is There almost isn't one day that goes by that someone doesn't call me with a potential deal. So I can't stress enough to any new person the importance of networking and going to networking groups and and, and, and I do, I still do a lot of networking. My networking is different. You know, today I'll do, because it's what I want to do in life, is I'll do charity auctions, so like golf tournaments. I'm involved okay. in three of them right now. So I network with a lot of people in those, and they're usually at different levels, income-wise, than mm-hmm. other things. You're listening to The Azria Show. If you're looking for quality real estate investing information that you can trust, you've found it. Stay tuned and join the tens of thousands of members that have already benefited from Azria, your home for education, market information, support, and networking opportunities that will advance your real estate investing career. Hello, the great state of Arizona and all states around. This is the Azria show. This is the show where we talk all things real estate in regards to the city of Phoenix and the state of Arizona. And today we have a very special guest who is Bob Gomez. Bob Gomez have 20 plus years of experience in fixing and flipping. Yes, I said 20 plus years of experience in fixing and flipping. So Bob's not a novice. He's not a newbie. He's been around the block. Mm -hmm probably more than what we can ever consider. So he's going to come with massive experience and he's going to share some stories and share what you can do in order to get started as a real estate investor here in the great state of Arizona. So with that being said, just want to give you guys some feedback and give you guys some insight on ASRIA, which is the Arizona Real Estate Investors Association. So yes, this is where all of the investors come to learn about real estate investing, to talk about real estate investing, and to more importantly, do deals and partnership together in order to get some real estate investing done to create passive income, to do fix and flips, to do wholesale. If you're interested in doing group homes, if you're interested in notes, if you're interested in apartments, we cover it all. So please feel free to come and join us. You can go to asria.org to get more information. So for right now, we want to welcome Bob Gomez to the show. Bob, how are you doing? Good. Good day. Good, good. So, and I apologize. I have my sidekick, Mike Del Preet here. Yes, yes. Hello, everybody. So it's a great, wonderful day here in the podcast room with Mike and Bob. And Bob, kind of tell us your beginning, man. Why real estate investing? Why did you get started in real estate investing? And first, what did you do before getting started in the real estate investment? Good. So I'm an Arizona native. One of the, there's only about three of us. So yep, uh, yep. <laughs> born and raised in Arizona, born in Flagstaff, Arizona, grew up in the small town of Globe, Miami, then went to Arizona State University and got a degree in marketing. Okay. And went to work for Xerox Corporation. And back in, in that time period, Xerox and IBM were the two premier sales companies. So I got all my sales training through Xerox. And then I went to work for a whole variety of different technology companies after Xerox, Cisco okay. Systems, Polaroid, CompuWare, Adobe. You know, you, everybody uses Adobe software. I worked for yep. them for an, a number of years. Okay. So you're a tech guy. And I've heard tech. this from, from a lot of different people that a lot of tech companies like Xerox and things like that, they, they really have an in-depth sales training program. Tell me, how beneficial was that for you? Yeah, huge. A couple of reasons. One, 
I was in a position in management, sales and management uh, over time, and I hired dozens and dozens of salespeople in this Phoenix market, and they still reside here. So from a real estate standpoint, they're all connections I have. And by the way, all good Xerox people end up going to some form of real estate attorney, including commercial real estate. So many of those guys and gals are still here in, in town. So the sales training, it, it's helped. It helps tremendously with what I do today in, in buying, selling, fixing, flipping, okay. negotiating homes. Because a lot of people want to separate sales from real estate, you know, because a lot of people say, hey, I don't want to be a part of sales. I only want to, you know, do deals. But you got to have that sales background in order to do deals, correct? It, it does help. But, you know, if you're someone who's not real outgoing, you can still you can do this. You don't have to be an outgoing. You know, most people think salespeople are just really outgoing and they're like that used car sales guy. And that's not true. There are there are introverts and extroverts that are salespeople. And I have hired and trained extroverts and I have hired and trained introverts that have been very successful. Okay. So you guys hear that. So you don't have to be this very outgoing person in order to, to do deals and to get out there and do things with real estate. You just have to know your lane, what you're good at and, yep. and kind of form your pitch, right. so to speak, towards that. Okay. Exactly. Yep. So prior to, so you were in the tech world prior to real tech estate. World. And we got paid well. Mm-hmm. So when you get paid well, you tend to invest your money. So of course I invested in the stock market. I thought I would do a lot of day trading. I suck at that. Okay. okay. Uh, so I'm not a good day trader, but I did invest in the stock market. And then I started investing in real estate. Okay. And I did that on the side. I would. I met a guy and he said, hey, give me your money and I'll go do this real estate stuff. And then I'll give you. And so a few months later, he'd give me a check. And that was more than what I gave him. And that seemed, I was gotcha. doing doing, uh, I mean, it's pretty comfortable. So that's a good point. A lot of people think they might just have to, you know, was, I got to quit my job. I got to get out of here. But I think um, I always recommend, you know, you have an advantage by having a job, right? You have a W-2 yes. income. Yeah. You, you can show, you can get good loans. You probably get better loans than us. Yes, time. So, that's right. <laughs> yeah, that's great. So knowledge and time, money and credit. There's two parts of a real estate deal, right? So you were- yep. The money and credit. Or I should say when technology decided they didn't need me anymore, mm. you know, one of those two, I got a, a, a big, a quarter million dollar buyout from a company to go away. So wow. I used that money to invest in real estate. I said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this full time. Right. And uh, I bought my very first house, okay. which was a townhouse. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. So my very first deal, I now no, no longer work for a, a big company. I bought a townhouse. And my plan was, because I'm kind of handy, I figured I'll fix this up all by myself and I don't need anybody. I can just do it myself. So the first task was there were eight locks on the townhouse. And I tell this story wow. often, eight locks, two on the front door, two on the screen door, two on the garage door, two on that screen door. You know, all the, I go, that can't be the diff- that difficult about the locks. I spent over eight hours trying to get those locks to work. I couldn't <laughs> turn the key and it wouldn't turn. And, and then I, I was so frustrated. It was like late in the evening and I just sat down. I said, this is not going to work. Right. And that's when I, re- I decided I got to hire people to do this that know how to do mm-hmm. it. And, and that was kind of my beginning. Fortunately, I learned that very quickly after one house, the very first house. Okay. And I hired, hired people to do the work. 
Well, self-awareness, you know, and a lot of people don't have that. A lot of people say, okay, well, it took me eight hours to change these locks, but I got the locks changed. So what's next? You know, but you had the inhibition to say, you know what? I'm not suited for this. Let me find the resources that I need in order to make this happen in order for me to make money. So a tech guy not being able to change locks, you know, go figure. <laughs> I did. I did get them to work. I got on board. But if I, if every piece of that rehab was like that, I'd still be working on the house. Right. It just took so long. Well, there's also a component to fixing and flipping. You can go for a little more into a speed, right? Like, Maybe in this market today that we're in, as we speak, you know, time can help you. But, uh, you know, what do you think about if you took on the next project, you were going to paint all the walls, you were going to do all the doors. Like, yeah. Do you think there's a speed? Importance? Speed is huge. And I when I'm coaching people, I I point that out. You know, in fact, I usually give them a little dinky toolkit. Mm-hmm. I said, these are the only tools you're ever going to need in fixing up this house. And and the tools are absolutely worthless They're those cheap things foreign made that fall apart mm-hmm. when the first time you use them. you're in a business when you're doing fix and flips you're, you're the main thing for you to do is focus on finding the deals mm-hmm. working those deals and getting them in place and managing the process it's not to paint and hammer nails because that if you're doing that you can't look for your deal That's you true. can't look for another deal so i i i give them a little toolkit and i tell you Tell them that's this is what you're going to use to fix this house. And when they tell me, well, this isn't going to do anything. That's right. And neither are you. You're going to be looking for your next house. I like the whole toolkit idea. I keep yeah. um, a little kit, a real kit, like some screwdrivers. And one thing I always learned is that bolt cut, bolt cutters in my. I do that. I, I got all those same tools. <laughs> and you, and you never know uh, when you got to just uh, crack open. You something. know, and most of those tools I got out of houses I bought. Oh, there you go. I just, I, I had always wanted bolt cutters. I just bought a house. Oh, a few months, several months, and there was bolt cutters. I was so excited. Yeah. So now I have bolt cutters. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay. Just be be wise when using those bolt cutters. You don't want to <laughs> cut something and walk into a place where somebody may be in there. You know, oh, yeah. that, That's be right. Troubling. So some, something key that you said right there, Bob, was when you're doing a fix and flipper or being a fix and flipper, three things you need to focus on. And that's finding deals, analyzing deals and management. You know, you never said anything about construction, you know, or anything like that. And a lot of people fall into the trap of, okay, I bought this first fix and flip. I want to go in here and I'm, I want to do all of the demo like they see on these HGTV yeah, and I want to go to Home Depot and pick out the towel and everything like that. Why isn't that important? Because there are trained professionals that know how to do that much better than unless you've done it all your life. They'll, they'll know how to do it much better. And most important, much, much faster because it's about, especially if you're using borrowed money, every day it sits there unfinished costs you money. Yep, absolutely. So management of the process is pretty important. Okay. Okay. So what are you, what, when you found that first deal? or the deal that we're talking about? How did you find that? Was that just off the MLS back in the day? Well, remember I'm doing doing this 20 years. So back in the early days, the auction was a great place to buy. In fact, okay. there were there were few people down at the auction. So for young people, they were probably still in grade school when I was doing it, but uh-huh. there were very few people. In fact, there were things going on down there you really can't do today. I would be down there and say, Marcus, uh, I really want that house over there. I'm going to give you $1,000 if you don't bid on that house. Wow. Believe it or not, that was being done and I did it. And, you know, we we kind of worked down mm-hmm. at the auction to 
I want yeah, you this had one. You had a committee, had a little, we had a little, we had a little, <laughs> a little crew. Yeah. Can't really do that these days. There's too many, too much going on. And mm-hmm. that just doesn't work out. But I bought most everything at the auction. Okay. And so, so what was the process? Because I know it's a little bit different now than it was then. What's the, what's the process of buying at the auction? Because everybody here, you know, you got to have cash, you got to have cash. So kind of walk us through that process then. And then I guess we'll kind of update what's going on now as far as finding deals. Sure. Buying at the foreclosure auction that you would buy the house right literally on the courtroom steps. So in the heat of summer, you got to be down there on the courtroom steps. A guy comes out or and we'll sit down with a little laptop. And sometimes when the person comes out in front of the courtroom steps, you're not sure if it's a homeless guy mm-hmm. or this is the auctioneer. I mean, really? they, you, you, you know, they, wow. it's not like you get dressed up to be right, the auction right. auctioneer. So you, you then have to be there to bid. Again, managing my business, and it's the same today, rather than me wasting my time down at the auction on those steps, I would hire someone and you pay them 1500 bucks to be your person on the courtroom or or the courthouse steps to, Mm -hmm. to, to buy. Okay. And of course now it's the courthouse and then there's uh, attorneys offices that'll do some auctions and that. So, okay. So now bringing it up to speed now to 2021, how are you guys going about finding deals now? Not the auction because it's been, you know, especially now with COVID and you know, they're, if it's FHA, they're not foreclosing on and mm-hmm. different things. So I've steered clear of auctions for at least the past three years. There are deals to, to be had, but but I've steered clear. Today really comes from all the networking I've done over those 20 years. Okay, there is There almost isn't one day that goes by that someone doesn't call me with a potential deal. So I can't stress enough to any new person the importance of networking and going to networking groups and, 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 and I do, I still do a lot of networking. My networking is different. You know, today I'll do, because it's what I want to do in life is I'll do charity auctions. So like golf tournaments, I'm involved okay. in three of them right now. So I network with a lot of people in those and they're usually at different levels income wise than, mm-hmm. you know, uh, other things. So, so I get involved with that. I'm heavily involved with my uh, church. I'm the president of, of the Catholic church that I'm okay. in, you know, so obviously I'm involved with a lot of people and know a lot of people there. Um, but in any case, I, I get involved with, that's, gotcha. the, that's the focus of my networking. In the early days, it was Ezria for sure. I mean, don't miss a meeting. And all those subgroups, I started the fix and flip subgroup at, at Alan mm-hmm. Langston's request started doing them in my home with a full open bar. Okay. Yeah. All right. We, we party time. So we got great <laughs> attendance, <laughs> but in time we had to stop doing the bar thing because it just <laughs> created some liability issues. But, uh, yep. but, but we said we've, we've had as many as uh, 70, 80 people come to the fix and flip meetings when the market is such that right. that that many people are looking for deals or want to learn more. So now we get an average of maybe 25, okay. 25 to 30. Great. And what are, so going back to the networking and, you know, like it, there's different places, right? So what are some tips you can give someone to build their network, whether it's at work or going to those activities like charity events or golfing or 
Yeah. So, you know, first of all, if you're going to be doing this and, and you're looking to buy a house or try to try to wholesale a house or what have you, a property, you need to let everybody you know, they need to know what you're doing. Yes. And, and I don't care if that person, I live in Arizona, I don't care if that person's in Chicago, mm-hmm. they should know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And it's unbelievable how I get, I get leads from people that I know that aren't even in Arizona. They're, they're other parts yep. of the country. So simple as I'm a cash buyer. I'm a cash buyer. I'm looking to buy real estate. Simple as that. It's very simple. Yep. So, okay. So we know that pow- that the power of networking is, is highly important. So places you can go to network are like Bob said is church. You know, when you're out golfing, you know, when you're at, you know, family events gathering, yeah. use the power of social media, you know, use, mm-hmm. you know, just as you're out and you're in, in the area, don't go out and wave your flag and say, hey, I'm a real estate investor. Give me money so I can do deals. You know, it has to be genuine. You have to build that rapport and that trust over time. Sure. Like you said, Bob, it, 20 years, you know, you have 20 year long relationships with some of these people. Yep, exactly. You know, you can do things, do things something good for the world. Go to St. Vincent de Paul and volunteer on a Saturday to help stuff food boxes. And you're going to meet people from all walks of life while you're in there and have your cards with you and, you know, be genuine and hand out a few of your cards. And I've done that. My main goal was to help those that are in, but a secondary benefit was I met people. I have met people that ended up getting leads from or what have you. So. Okay. So Mike, you and Bob, pre-show, we're talking about a deal that Bob did just from networking. So let's, let's kind of talk on that. Let's touch on that. Mike, I'll let you ask Bob some questions about that deal and let's kind of see, you know, put some things in the listeners ears. So they know how the power of networking can produce, you know, massive income for you. So let's hear a word from my sponsors. When we come back, we'll talk about that. This episode of the Azria show is brought to you by Azria business associate, Zona Law Group. Zona Law Group handles numerous real estate matters with a focus on landlord-tenant law in Arizona. For more information, visit their site at Zona.law. I think at the last Ezria event, you mentioned it was it was a long-term relationship, right? I think uh, this the big deal you mentioned that you recently did. Yeah, it wasn't a long-term. It's a long-term relationship now, Yeah, but it wasn't then. I, att- okay. I, I, I attended an Ezria meeting and a gentleman walked up to me and said, you're Bob Gomez, right? I go, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. that's me. And he goes, could you help me get a house? Uh, it, it, it's a foreclosure house and I don't know how to do that. Could you help me with that? And I said, sure. Well, little did I know that this was like a $3 million foreclosure house. <laughs> wow. Wow. And so ended up helping him with that and it was a big pay. It was about a hundred grand payday for me. And we'll get into all the mechanics of what mm-hmm. went on, but that came from networking networking at Azria. That same gentleman now has become a good friend. Mm-hmm. In fact, I'll be talking to him after our show. And he, he's looking at some commercial land and buildings, and he wants some help with that. Great. What do I know about commercial buildings? Well, I bought them and I've sold them, but I don't know anything about them. Gotcha. But I bought them and sold them. So I know enough to buy them and sell them if they seem like a deal. But I do have people that I know they're much smarter than I am. So I'm teaming up with one of those really smart people and we're going to help him try to find some, some commercial. And, and was, was he an experienced investor or, or 
he had he had bought he had a couple of rental properties about four at the time so, for rental property that's what i like about it it's like you know just like leaning towards newer people you know it might be intimidating you know a lot of people come up to me and say hey i know you're busy and i didn't want to bother you but i'm like no you uh, you want to be bothered yes, yeah. yes, yes. <laughs> i want right. to be bothered and I want, we also want to help and we want to right. do a deal so it's like yeah if you have a potential property or if you have some questions on how to get started you know walk up to the sub subgroup leaders or a- anyone you meet that's experienced yeah. in any market you know wherever you're at it's, it's just got to speak up and ask for help people will help you yeah and my phone is it's always on and my email i mean I, i'd rather get a text or whatever but i'm i will I will get back to you. It may not be that day, but I, I try to get back to you the next day and help out. I mean, a lot of phone calls I take, it's trying to help somebody or I will try to help somebody. And, you know, I never see anything out of it other than I tr- try to help them. Okay. For, for that, that listener right now that's listening and they're struggling to get started or they're in the midst of a flip and it's going south, you know, what are some tips, some tools, some tricks that you can share with them in order to find that next deal or try and salvage the deal that's going south right now for them, Bob? What are some of the things with your 20 years experience that you would tell someone that's a novice coming up what to look for? We know about, you know, finding deals, analyzing deals and management. But what are some of the other things that may be red flags going into a house that a novice may not notice? Sure. Um, A brand new person, I usually will advise that they don't take on a house where they're doing additions, major tearing down walls and that sort of thing. Try to keep it. let's, Let's just do cosmetic things to it just because they can get too far into something you don't know anything about. I have. I have counseled many people for free on, you know, they're brand new and they got a new a house and I make this offer to whoever's listening. If you want some advice and, and that sort of thing, I don't charge for it. My, my goal is that you walk away making money and you'll ask, why would you do that? Because if you stay in this business, remember how I get my business? It's through networking. Yep. You stay in this business and you're successful. We'll probably do business together somewhere down the road. So that's my, that's why I do it. So no reason for you to lose money. So I can help counsel you on how to get things done and what you should do, what you shouldn't do. You know, some people will take uh, newbies, will take a house and they'll try to fix it up. Like they're living in paradise Valley and the house is in, you know, uh, Avondale and, and you got to fix the house to what the market is. Gotcha. So tell us Bob about your subgroup because Guys, we didn't share this, but Bob Gomez is the subgroup leader of the Fix and Flip group um, of Azria. So the arm of Azria that focuses on fix and flips. When do you guys meet? How can we get in contact with you? And what are some of the things that you guys talk about? When do you guys meet? We meet the last Wednesday of every month, except for December and July. Okay. So our next meeting is the end of August. So check Ria's website. That'll tell you where we're going to meet for that particular meeting. Here's our format. We do a little networking. We then have a conventional lender there to talk about what's going on. Okay. We'd have hard money lender. Talk about that. We have a title company. Talk about that. All important people in your team need to have those gotcha. people on your team. Then we go through the numbers that are important to me as a fix and flipper. So I share those numbers in the marketplace. And then we always have some kind of a topic. The next topic will be how to do some fixing and save money. 
So there's certain things you can do to fix up. Maybe rather than put granite counters, we'll do epoxy finish counters to, to, to save some money. So we're going to talk about some of those things. And I really like how you bring in the guests, um, especially the lender part of it, because lending terms are always changing Yes, all the time. And I remember the last event Marcus and I were at, I think it was on Zoom, but you know, the lady that spoke at that time gave me some great information that helped one of my refis and stuff like that. So yeah, very informative. Yep. Yep. Okay. yep so. so the last Wednesday of the month, guys, is the fix and flip subgroup. Go to asria.org. That's asria.org. And you'll find the calendar of events. You'll see all of the events that Asria holds. So if it's not fix and flip or if it's, you know, notes or you're a beginner, the calendar of events are right there. But we really want you to attend Bob Gomez's fix and flip subgroup the last Wednesday of the month, because as a fix and flipper, you want to be in proximity of the lenders and Bob Gomez with 20 years experience. And I'm pretty sure that there's other people in the room that have experience a lot more than me. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and it's an opportunity for you to one network and partner and see what you can bring to the table as far as doing deals. Yeah, Marcus, make sure everybody knows they should go to every one of those different groups. When I got in this business, I thought I was going to be a fix and flipper. Within a short period of time, I became a wholesaler. And then before long, I was I'd bought notes, I bought land, I bought commercial property, never, never thinking I would be in that world. But what I realize is I'm a real estate investor, not a fix and flipper. I'm a real estate investor. I'm looking for deals. And that's how I've mobile home parks. I've been involved in, in those. And so multi-million dollar spec homes. And for deals, we, no, we don't want deals. We want steals, Bob. We do. That's right. Well, with Asria, you know, we always keep it ethical. So we're going to make sure yes. that we do everything above board. So let's take a quick break. Here our calendar of events, and we will be right back. Here's a quick update on Azria's upcoming events. The Tucson New Investors subgroup is meeting September 6th. The Prescott subgroup is meeting September 7th. The Shared Living subgroup is meeting September 8th. And the Beginning Investors subgroup is meeting September 9th. For more information and to register, you can visit azria.org calendar. A supporter of today's Azria show is Azria Business Associate, Boomerang Capital Partners. They're coined as the best flipping lender, providing financing solutions to help fund your next fix and flip project. For more information, visit boomerangcapital.com. Bob, I really want to thank you for being here. You can reach Bob Gomez by going to... You can go to rjgomezinvestments.com. That's right. Call rjgomezinvestments.com, 623-252-0950. There you go. (laughs) That was my radio voice. Sounds really good. Perfect, perfect, perfect. So, Bob, thank you so much for being here. Guys, you know where to go last Wednesday of the month. How to fix and flip subgroup. Go to asria.org to find the calendar of events of all the special topics and groups that Azria is providing. So, Bob, thank you. Guys, you know what to do. You are a part of the Azria family. Make sure you reach out to us. Make sure you check us out on social media. You can go to Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter. You know, you have the show here and all of them, all of the handles are Azria, Azria, yeah. basically. Yeah. <laughs> and if you found anything valuable today or any of the shows, you know, leave a review, comment, some feedback. We'd love it. And and we also welcome five-star reviews here for the show. So, and you can find the show 
on, you know, all of the podcast platforms. Thank you so much, Bob. Really, Marcus, thanks. It. Michael, thank you. Yeah, great having you, man. Okay. Where's your next stop, Bob? I'm going to the fix and flip. There you go. He's off to a fix and flip <laughs> to check on some work. So guys, yep. thank you so much. Signing off. It's Marcus Maloney. Mike Del Pri, Bob Gomez. You guys have a wonderful day. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Azria show with your hosts, Marcus Maloney and Mike Del Pri. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you found this information valuable, head over to azria.org and learn more about our community.